This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Trump set to miss required deadline for 2021 refugee quota. Proud Boy's remark echoes Charlottesville. And US holding back on Belarus sanctions. It's Thursday, October 1. I'm Anthony Davis. The Trump administration appears to be ignoring a deadline to establish how many refugees will be allowed into the United States next year, raising uncertainty about the future of the 40-year-old resettlement program that has been dwindling under his administration. The 1980 Refugee Act requires presidents to issue their determination before October 1st, the start of the fiscal year. With only hours to go on Wednesday, the Trump administration had not scheduled consultations with Congress that are required before setting the annual figure. There was no immediate comment from the White House, which usually announces the target numbers or the Departments of State or Homeland Security which were involved in making the determination. Democratic lawmakers blasted the administration for not meeting its obligation. Trump's violation of the 1980 law will bring our refugee admissions program to a halt, leaving thousands stranded abroad with their lives at risk, New York Representative Jerry Nadler, who is chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Trump froze this year's admissions in March, falsely citing a need to protect American jobs as fallouts from the coronavirus crashed the economy. Advocates fear the government is intentionally delaying its plans for the 2021 fiscal year as a way to eventually eliminate the refugee programme. No more refugees can be admitted after Thursday until the president sets the ceiling for the new year. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the administration is committed to the country's history of leading the world in providing a safe place for refugees. But advocates say the government's actions do not show that. In addition, the State Department announced last week it would no longer provide some statistical information on refugee resettlement, sparking more concerns. Advocates say the Trump administration is dismantling a program that has long enjoyed bipartisan support and has been considered a model for protecting the world's most vulnerable people. Donald Trump on Wednesday tried to walk back his refusal to outright condemn a far-right fascist group during his debate with Democrat Joe Biden. But the inflammatory moment was far from the first time the president has failed to denounce white supremacists or has advanced racist ideas. Trump's initial refusal to criticise the Proud Boys, instead saying the group should stand back and stand by, drew fierce blowback before he altered his message in a day-later effort to quell the firestorm. 
I don't know who the Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down. Let law enforcement do their work, Trump told reporters as he left the White House for a campaign stop in Minnesota. The new flare-up over Trump's messaging on race was playing out just weeks before the election, leaving the president to play defense on yet another issue when he's already facing criticism of his handling of the coronavirus pandemic and under new scrutiny over his taxes. And even after saying the Proud Boys should stand down, Trump went on to call out forces on the other end of the political spectrum. It was an echo of the way he had blamed both sides for the 2017 violence between white supremacists and anti-racist protesters in Charlottesville, Virginia. Now Antifa is a real problem, Trump said. The problem is on the left, and Biden refuses to talk about it. In fact, FBI Director Christopher Wray told a congressional panel last week that it was white supremacists and anti-government extremists who had been responsible for most of the recent deadly attacks by extremist groups in the US. Proud Boys leaders and supporters took to social media to celebrate the president's comments at the debate, with more than 5,000 of the group's members posting Stand Back and Stand By above and below the group's logo. And when Trump was directly asked on Wednesday if he would welcome white supremacist support, he ignored the question. The United States has held off on joining Britain and Canada in imposing sanctions on Belarus in hopes the European Union can overcome an internal dispute, paving the way to coordinated US and EU sanctions. The EU vowed in August to impose sanctions on Belarus for alleged fraud in its August 9th election and for human rights abuses since, but Cyprus, one of its smallest members, has prevented that. Cyprus has maintained it will not agree to the Belarusian sanctions unless the EU also puts sanctions on Turkey because of a separate dispute over Turkish drilling for oil and gas in the eastern Mediterranean. Sources say Britain, Canada and the US plans to impose sanctions on individual Belarusians in a coordinated move. Only London and Ottawa followed suit on Tuesday. Speaking on condition of anonymity, three sources said that Washington refrained because it believed the EU might achieve consensus at this week's European Council meeting. One source said that a US package, including human rights sanctions, was essentially ready, but the timing of any announcement was uncertain. The sanctions aim to impose consequences for the disputed election, which the opposition says was stolen, and for the treatment of protesters in Belarus, where President Alexander Lukashenko has ruled for 26 years. The US State Department did not directly address why it had not joined Britain and Canada in imposing sanctions, but said it welcomed their having done so, and noted US sanctions already applied to 16 Belarusians, including Lukashenko. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. 
On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.